Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. When you were born again in Christ Jesus, you've got everything in you that you need, and the rest of the Christian life is learning how to rest in what Jesus has already done. We already have these things, and it was just really about resting in the finished works of Jesus. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on the subject of you've already got it. And tomorrow's going to be my last day to teach on this, so you need to write in and get it. You know, we have people contact us and they say, I want that book that Andrew was talking about. And the prayer minister will say, you've already got it. And they'll say, I do. And they'll say, no, but we'll send it to you. And they'll say, well, you said I already have it. We have a lot of fun with that title. But this teaching has been powerful. And this is something that has just literally changed my life. And I've seen this change the lives of thousands of other people. It is one of the major things that you need to understand that you don't need God to do something. God has already done everything He's ever going to do through Jesus. Now Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand, and He has committed all power and authority to us. And He Himself lives on the inside of you, and you don't need Jesus to come and answer your prayer to give you more faith, more power, more anything. You've already got it. You just need to learn what you have and then how to release it. There's a big difference. That's summarizing basically six weeks' worth of teaching. Yesterday, I was sharing out of Matthew chapter 17 that Jesus and three of His disciples came down off the Mount of Transfiguration, and when they got there, uh, they found a man with his son who the King James here calls him lunatic. It just means that he had some kind of a seizure thing that threw him on the ground. And the father tried to get the disciples, the nine disciples that were still down at the bottom of this Mount of Transfiguration, tried to get them to cast the demon out. They couldn't do it. And so he brought the boy to Jesus and asked him if he would do it. And Jesus, first of all, expressed his displeasure with his disciples' ability to be able to cast this demon out. And I believe that this has direct application to us today, that the Lord is not pleased with his people's INABILITY TO MEET THE NEEDS OF PEOPLE. NOW, I'M NOT CASTING STONES AT ANYONE ELSE BECAUSE I'M NOT WHERE I NEED TO BE. YOU KNOW, IN THE BIBLE, IT LITERALLY SAYS THAT NOT ONLY JESUS, BUT SOME OF THE DISCIPLES, THEY HEALED THEM ALL. I DON'T KNOW THAT I HAVE EVER SEEN EVERY SINGLE PERSON IN A MEETING HEALED. I'VE SEEN GREAT MIRACLES, PEOPLE RAISED FROM THE DEAD, BLIND EYES OPEN, DEAF EARS OPEN, BUT I HAVEN'T SEEN EVERY PERSON HEALED, SO I'M NOT like I've arrived in this area. I'm moving in that direction. But there's a lot of people today that don't even believe that we are supposed to assume any responsibility for healing. They look at it as it's just up to God. He's sovereign. But anyway, these disciples could not cast this demon out. So after Jesus cast the demon out, then they came to Jesus and said, why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus told them in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, it's because of your unbelief. AND I SPENT QUITE A BIT OF TIME ON THIS YESTERDAY. I DIDN'T FINISH, SO I'M GOING TO PICK UP THERE TODAY. BUT LET ME JUST SAY THAT HE DIDN'T SAY IT'S BECAUSE OF YOUR LITTLE FAITH. I'M AWARE THAT THE NIV TRANSLATION SAYS LITTLE FAITH, BUT THAT'S WRONG. AND THE NIV ALSO JUST OMITS THE NEXT VERSE. I REALLY DISAGREE WITH THAT, JUST TAKING SCRIPTURE OUT BECAUSE IT DOESN'T FIT YOUR THEOLOGY OR WHATEVER. SO 
I USE THE NIV. I'M NOT A KING JAMES ONLY GUY. I'LL GET CRITICIZED FROM BOTH SIDES. I'LL HAVE PEOPLE WATCH THIS WHO ARE KING JAMES ONLY AND THEY'LL COME AND TELL ME THAT I'M OF THE DEVIL BECAUSE I EVEN LOOK AT ANOTHER TRANSLATION. THEN I'LL HAVE OTHER PEOPLE THAT ARE INTO THE OTHER TRANSLATIONS THAT'LL CRITICIZE ME FOR USING THE KING JAMES. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT JESUS SPOKE KING JAMES ENGLISH, BUT I DO BELIEVE THAT THIS TRANSLATION WAS INSPIRED BY GOD, AND I BELIEVE IT LASTED FOR 300 AND SOMETHING YEARS BEFORE IT WAS EVEN CHALLENGED BY ANY OF THE MODERN TRANSLATORS, PLUS THE MODERN TRANSLATORS. ANYWAY, I COULD GO INTO AN EXPOSITION ON THIS, BUT I BELIEVE THAT THE KING JAMES IS GOOD. I BELIEVE THAT WHEN IT SAYS THAT IT'S BECAUSE OF YOUR UNBELIEF, THAT'S THE POINT THAT JESUS WAS MAKING, NOT YOUR LITTLE FAITH. AND THE REASON THIS IS IMPORTANT IS BECAUSE YOU CAN HAVE FAITH. YOU CAN BE BELIEVING GOD AND SAY, FATHER, I KNOW IT'S YOUR WILL FOR ME TO BE HEALED. I KNOW THAT THAT'S WHAT YOU WANT. I BELIEVE IT. I RECEIVE IT. AND YOU START BELIEVING AND PRESSING IN THAT DIRECTION, AND YET YOU CAN STILL HAVE DOUBT IN YOUR HEART. MATTER OF FACT, IF YOU READ THIS OVER IN MARK CHAPTER 9, IT SAYS HERE IN VERSE... 17, MARK 9, 17, AND ONE OF THE MULTITUDE ANSWERED AND SAID, MASTER, I HAVE BROUGHT UNTO THEE MY SON, WHOM HATH A DUMB SPIRIT. AND WHEREVER HE TAKETH HIM, HE TEARETH HIM, AND HE FOAMETH AND gnasheth WITH HIS TEETH AND PINETH AWAY. AND I SPAKE TO THY DISCIPLES THAT THEY SHOULD CAST HIM OUT, AND THEY COULD NOT. HE ANSWERED AND SAID, O FAITHLESS GENERATION, HOW LONG SHALL I BE WITH YOU? HOW LONG SHALL I SUFFER YOU? BRING HIM HITHER TO ME. AND SO ALL OF THIS WAS RECORDED OVER IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 17. IT DOES GIVE A LITTLE BIT OF EXPLANATION IN VERSE 18 HERE WHERE IT SAYS THAT HE'S THROWN INTO THE FIRE AND INTO THE WATER SOMETIMES. SO THIS SHOWS YOU THAT THIS WAS SOME KIND OF A SEIZURE TYPE THING. BUT IN VERSE 20, IT BEGINS TO GIVE US SOME DETAILS THAT YOU DON'T GET OUT OF MATTHEW'S ACCOUNT. IN VERSE 20 IT SAYS, THEY BROUGHT HIM UNTO HIM, AND WHEN HE SAW HIM, STRAIGHTWAY THE SPIRIT TEAR HIM, AND HE FELL ON THE GROUND AND WALLED FOAMING. BOY, THERE IS SO MUCH IN THESE VERSES. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO TEACH ON ALL THIS. I'M WANTING TO MAKE THE POINT HERE THAT JESUS SAID IT'S YOUR UNBELIEF THAT'S THE PROBLEM, NOT YOUR LITTLE FAITH. YOU CAN HAVE FAITH, AND LITTLE FAITH IS ENOUGH TO SEE A MIRACLE HAPPEN IF IT'S NOT NEGATED BY UNBELIEF. THAT'S THE POINT THAT I'M TRYING TO GET AT. BUT THIS HAS SOME GREAT TRUTHS HERE, AND THAT IS THAT THIS... Uh, SICKNESS WAS CAUSED BY DEMONS. THERE ARE A LOT OF SICKNESSES TODAY THAT ARE CAUSED BY DEMONS. SOMETIMES THE DOCTORS WILL SAY, WE JUST CAN'T FIGURE OUT WHY THIS IS HAPPENING. THAT'S BECAUSE THEY'RE LOOKING FOR A PHYSICAL ANSWER WHEN THE ANSWER IS SPIRITUAL. IN VERSE 21, HE ASKED THE FATHER, HE SAYS, HOW LONG IS IT AGO SINCE THIS CAME UNTO HIM? AND HE SAID OF A CHILD, AND oft times IT HATH CAST HIM INTO THE FIRE AND INTO THE WATERS TO DESTROY HIM, BUT IF THOU CANST DO ANYTHING, HAVE COMPASSION ON US AND HELP US. SO THIS FATHER BROUGHT THE BOY TO JESUS AND TO HIS DISCIPLES, BELIEVING FOR A HEALING, BUT YOU CAN SEE HERE THAT HE'S BEGINNING TO WAVER BECAUSE NOW HE'S NOT CERTAIN THAT THEY CAN DO ANYTHING. THE DISCIPLES HAD ALREADY FAILED, AND NOW HE'S WONDERING WHETHER JESUS WILL FAIL. SO HE SAYS, IF YOU CAN DO ANYTHING, HAVE COMPASSION ON US AND HELP US. YOU KNOW, I'M NOT FAULTING THIS THIS FATHER, I CAN UNDERSTAND HIS FRUSTRATION, BUT THIS ISN'T FAITH. HE HAD, IF HE HAD FAITH, IT WAS NOW BEGINNING TO WANE, AND HE SAYS, IF YOU CAN DO ANYTHING. AND HOW DID JESUS RESPOND? DID JESUS JUST TAKE ALL OF THIS RESPONSIBILITY AND SAYS, HEY, YOU DON'T HAVE TO WORRY ABOUT IT. YOU DON'T HAVE TO BELIEVE IT. I'VE GOT THIS. I'LL TAKE CARE OF IT. NO, JESUS RESPONDED BY SAYING, IF YOU CAN BELIEVE, ALL THINGS ARE POSSIBLE 
TO HIM THAT BELIEVETH. JESUS WASN'T GOING TO ACCEPT TOTAL RESPONSIBILITY FOR THIS. THIS FATHER HAD TO BELIEVE. HE SAYS, IF YOU BELIEVE, YOUR BELIEF IS IMPORTANT. AND THIS, AGAIN, IS NOT THE MAIN POINT I'M WANTING TO MAKE, BUT THIS IS A MISTAKE THAT IS OFTEN MADE WHEN PEOPLE ARE MINISTERING HEALING TO ANOTHER PERSON. THEY JUST THINK IT'S GOD'S WILL. I BELIEVE IT, SO IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT YOU BELIEVE. I'M GOING TO GET YOU HEALED OFF MY FAITH. YOU CAN'T DO THAT. IN THE SIXTH CHAPTER OF MARK, JESUS WAS IN HIS HOMETOWN, AND IT SAYS HE COULD DO NO MIGHTY WORKS, SAVE THAT HE LAID HIS HANDS UPON A FEW SICK FOLKS, AND HE MARVELED BECAUSE OF THEIR UNBELIEF. AND IF YOU COMBINE THAT WITH MATTHEW CHAPTER 13, VERSE 58, WHERE THE SAME THING IS LISTED, IT SAYS HE DID NOT MANY MIGHTY WORKS BECAUSE OF THEIR UNBELIEF. SO THAT SHOWS THAT EVEN THOUGH JESUS WAS THE FULL MANIFESTATION OF GOD AND THERE WAS NO UNBELIEF, NO FEAR, NO uh, PROBLEM IN JESUS AT ALL, HE COULD NOT DO WHAT HE WANTED TO DO BECAUSE OF PEOPLE'S UNBELIEF. GOD IS NOT GOING TO JUST OVERRIDE YOUR WILL AND DO THINGS AGAINST YOUR WILL. YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE. AND SO HE THREW THIS BACK IN HIS FATHER'S COURT AND HE SAYS, IF YOU CAN BELIEVE, ALL THINGS ARE POSSIBLE. NOW I BELIEVE THAT JESUS WAS GOING TO HELP HIM BUT YOU CAN'T JUST OVERCOME A PERSON'S UNBELIEF IF HE'S IN TOTAL REJECTION. YOU KNOW, I LIKEN IT UNTO A CAR. IF YOU PUT YOUR CAR IN PARK, OR IF YOU HAVE IT IN NEUTRAL, BUT YOU HAVE YOUR FOOT ON THE BRAKE, I'M NOT GOING TO BE ABLE TO PUSH YOUR CAR. BUT IF YOU'LL PUT IT IN NEUTRAL, WELL, THEN I WILL BE ABLE TO PUSH IT. I MAY NOT BE ABLE TO DO AS GOOD AS IF YOU WERE HAVING THE ENGINE RUN AND EVERYTHING WAS WORKING, BUT I CAN MOVE YOUR CAR IF YOU GOT YOUR FOOT OFF THE BRAKE OR OUT OF PARK, BUT YOU JUST PUT IT IN PARK OR PUT YOUR FOOT ON THE BRAKE, PUT ON THE EMERGENCY BRAKE, I CAN'T MOVE THAT THING. IF A PERSON IS JUST SET AGAINST GOD, YOU ARE NOT GOING TO GET THEM HEALED AGAINST THEIR WILL. JESUS COULDN'T DO IT. YOU CAN'T DO IT. AND SO HE THREW THIS BACK IN THE FATHER'S COURT. IF YOU CAN BELIEVE, ALL THINGS ARE POSSIBLE TO HIM THAT BELIEVES. AND IN VERSE 24 IT SAYS, AND STRAIGHTWAY THE FATHER OF THE CHILD CRIED OUT AND SAID WITH TEARS, LORD, I BELIEVE, HELP THOU MY UNBELIEF. THIS MAN IS SAYING, I HAVE FAITH, BUT I ALSO HAVE UNBELIEF. I DO BELIEVE. THAT'S WHY HE CAME TO JESUS. BUT HE HAD SEEN THE DISCIPLES TRY. IT DIDN'T WORK. AND HE WAS BEGINNING TO LOSE SOME OF HIS FAITH. AND SO HE SAYS, I DO BELIEVE. HELP MY UNBELIEF. JESUS DIDN'T RESPOND TO HIM BY SAYING, YOU KNOW, LOOK, YOU EITHER BELIEVE OR YOU DON'T BELIEVE, BUT THERE ISN'T ANY MIXTURE OF THE TWO. HE DIDN'T REBUKE HIM LIKE THAT. BUT INSTEAD, WHEN HE SAW THE PEOPLE COME RUNNING TOGETHER, HE REBUKED THE FOUL SPIRIT AND CAST HIM OUT. AND SO ANYWAY, THE POINT IS THAT THIS SHOWS THAT YOU CAN BELIEVE JUST LIKE THIS FATHER. I BELIEVE. THAT'S WHY HE HAD COME TO JESUS. BUT HE ALSO WAS STRUGGLING WITH UNBELIEF. THERE'S SOME OF YOU WATCHING THIS PROGRAM THAT YOU BELIEVE IT'S GOD'S WILL FOR YOU TO BE HEALED, TO BE PROSPERED, TO HAVE YOUR MARRIAGE PUT BACK TOGETHER, TO SEE GOOD THINGS HAPPEN. YOU DO BELIEVE, BUT STRUGGLE WITH UNBELIEF. YOU KNOW, IN THE BOOK OF JAMES, THIS IS BASICALLY THE SAME THING THAT JAMES WAS SAYING IN CHAPTER 1 WHEN HE SAYS, IF ANY MAN LACKS WISDOM, LET HIM ASK OF GOD THAT GIVES TO ALL MEN LIBERALLY AND UPBRAIDETH NOT, AND IT SHALL BE GIVEN HIM. BUT LET HIM ASK IN FAITH, NOTHING WAVERING. HE THAT WAVERS IS LIKE A WAVE OF THE SEA DRIVEN WITH THE WIND AND TOSSED. LET NOT THAT MAN THINK THAT HE SHALL RECEIVE ANYTHING OF THE LORD. A DOUBLE-MINDED MAN IS UNSTABLE IN ALL OF HIS WAYS. WHAT THAT IS SAYING IS THAT YOU CAN BELIEVE AND DOUBT IN YOUR HEART, WAVER. AND IF YOU DO, WELL, THEN THAT, that DOUBT COUNTERBALANCES, DILUTES, NEGATES THE FAITH THAT YOU'VE GOT. 
SO GOING BACK TO MATTHEW CHAPTER 17, THE DISCIPLE SAYS, WHY COULDN'T WE CAST HIM OUT? AND HE SAYS, IT'S BECAUSE OF YOUR UNBELIEF. THEY DID HAVE FAITH. THAT'S THE REASON THEY WERE EVEN ASKING THIS QUESTION, BECAUSE THEY HAD TRIED. THEY BELIEVED. THEY HAD DONE IT BEFORE. BUT IN THIS INSTANCE, THEY HAD DONE EVERYTHING THAT THEY KNEW TO DO, AND THEY DIDN'T SEE THE SAME RESULTS. AND IF YOU GO BACK AGAIN TO MARK CHAPTER 9, ONE OF THE REASONS THAT I BELIEVE THAT THEY HAD THIS UNBELIEF WAS BECAUSE WHEN THEY FINALLY BROUGHT THIS BOY TO JESUS, THE SPIRIT TORE HIM AND HE FELL ON THE GROUND AND HE WALLOWED AND FOAMED AT THE MOUTH. I DON'T KNOW IF YOU'VE EVER BEEN AROUND SOMEBODY THAT WAS HAVING A SEIZURE, BUT I REMEMBER WHEN I WAS IN HIGH SCHOOL, I WAS IN THE CHOIR AND WE HAD OVER A HUNDRED PEOPLE IN THE CHOIR AND WE WERE ON THESE RISERS uh, AT A PERFORMANCE AND WE WERE SINGING AT ONE OF OUR um, ASSEMBLIES. WE HAD OVER 2,000 PEOPLE IN THE HIGH SCHOOL THAT I GRADUATED FROM. AND THERE WAS A GIRL THAT WAS RIGHT IN FRONT OF ME AND SHE WENT TO CHURCH WITH ME SO WE KNEW EACH OTHER. WE WEREN'T REAL CLOSE, BUT, BUT WE KNEW EACH OTHER. AND ANYWAY, SHE STARTED HAVING AN EPILEPTIC SEIZURE DURING THIS PERFORMANCE AND SHE WAS FOAMING AT THE MOUTH. SHE WAS BITING HER TONGUE AND, AND SHE WAS CONVULSING. AND ANYWAY, I THINK THAT BECAUSE WE WENT TO CHURCH AND I KNEW HER, SHE TURNED AROUND TO ME AND ANYWAY, FELL INTO MY ARMS AND I WAS HOLDING THIS GIRL AS SHE HAD THIS SEIZURE, AND I GUARANTEE YOU, IT MADE ALL OF THE HAIR ON THE BACK OF MY NECK STAND UP. IT WAS SCARY. IT'S THE FIRST TIME I'D EVER SEEN THAT. I DIDN'T EVEN KNOW WHAT WAS HAPPENING. AND MY POINT IS THAT IF YOU'VE EVER SEEN ANYBODY HAVE A SEIZURE LIKE WHAT THIS BOY DID AND FALL ON THE GROUND AND FOAM AT THE MOUTH, IT SOLICITS A RESPONSE FROM YOU AND NEARLY EVERY TIME, UNLESS YOU'RE A SPIRITUAL, MATURE PERSON, IT'S GOING TO SOLICIT FEAR AND DOUBT. AND ESPECIALLY IF YOU WERE TRYING TO CAST THIS DEMON OUT OF SOMEBODY AND THEY STARTED HAVING A SEIZURE AND MANIFESTING LIKE THIS, IT LOOKS LIKE IT'S THE OPPOSITE OF WHAT YOU'RE BELIEVING FOR. NOW, IT'S NOT ALWAYS THAT WAY. SOMETIMES WHEN YOU PRAY FOR A PERSON AND, the, and, there's, and THINGS GET WORSE, LIKE IF YOU WERE PRAYING FOR a, a PERSON THAT HAD SEIZURES AND IF YOU WERE COMMANDING THOSE SEIZURES TO LEAVE, AND IF THEY START HAVING A SEIZURE, THAT COULD ACTUALLY BE A VERY POSITIVE THING BECAUSE IT COULD MEAN THAT THAT DEMON WAS COMING OUT AND THIS WAS HIS LAST HURRAH. IT WAS HIS LAST EFFORT TO GET YOU MOVED BY WHAT YOU SEE INSTEAD OF WHAT YOU BELIEVE. AND IT ACTUALLY COULD BE BECAUSE YOU FLUSHED HIM OUT IN THE OPEN AND IF YOU DON'T RESPOND TO THIS, HE'S GONE. SO IT COULD BE A LAST-DITCH EFFORT. THAT'S EXACTLY WHAT HAPPENED TO JESUS IN THIS INSTANCE AS RECORDED OVER THERE IN MARK CHAPTER 9 THAT WHEN THE DEMON-POSSESSED BOY CAME TO JESUS, THIS DEMON MANIFESTED AND THREW HIM ON THE GROUND AND HE WALLED AND FOAMED AT THE MOUTH. IF THAT SAME THING HAPPENED TO THESE DISCIPLES, THEN IT WOULD BE REAL EASY TO UNDERSTAND WHY THEY HAD UNBELIEF BECAUSE THEY WERE COMMANDING HIM TO BE FREE AND INSTEAD OF LOOKING FREE, IT LOOKED LIKE IT WAS WORSE. AND THEY WERE JUST MOVED BY WHAT THEY SAW INSTEAD OF WHAT JESUS HAD TOLD THEM THAT THEY HAD ALL POWER AND AUTHORITY. AND SO I BELIEVE THAT THEY WERE STILL BELIEVING. THAT'S THE REASON THEY ASKED THE QUESTION. IF THEY HAD TOTALLY QUIT BELIEVING, IF THEY'D SAY, WELL, MAN, THIS DOESN'T WORK. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT WHAT JESUS TOLD US IS TRUE. WELL, THEN THEY WOULDN'T HAVE ASKED HIM THE QUESTION. THE VERY FACT THAT THEY WERE ASKING THIS QUESTION, WHY COULDN'T WE CAST HIM OUT, SHOWS THAT THEY DID HAVE FAITH, BUT THEY DIDN'T SEE THEIR FAITH PRODUCE THE RIGHT RESULTS, AND JESUS REVEALED IT WAS BECAUSE THEY HAD UNBELIEF. UNBELIEF AND FAITH ARE OPPOSING FORCES AND if you, IF YOU WAVER, AS IT SAYS OVER IN JAMES CHAPTER 1, 
LET HIM ASK IN FAITH, NOTHING WAVERING. IF YOU WAVER, YOU'RE LIKE A WAVE OF THE SEA DRIVEN WITH THE WIND AND TOSS. LET NOT THAT MAN THINK THAT HE SHALL RECEIVE ANYTHING OF THE LORD. A DOUBLE-MINDED MAN IS UNSTABLE IN ALL OF HIS WAYS. DOUBLE-MINDEDNESS MEANS that WITH ONE PART OF YOUR MIND, YOU'RE SAYING, I BELIEVE, I RECEIVE. WITH THE OTHER PART, YOU'RE LOOKING AT WHAT DOESN'T LOOK LIKE IT'S WORKING AND YOU'RE HAVING THOUGHTS OF DOUBT AND UNBELIEF. THAT'S DOUBLE-MINDEDNESS. YOU GOT TO GET TO WHERE YOU JUST BELIEVE ONE THING, THAT THE WORD IS WORKING, THAT WHAT I'VE SAID WILL COME TO PASS. SO THESE DISCIPLES HAD UNBELIEF THAT WAS NEGATING THEIR FAITH. NOW, I BELIEVE IT'S IMPORTANT THAT YOU UNDERSTAND THIS PRINCIPLE. LET ME JUST GIVE YOU AN INSTANCE THAT ONE TIME I WAS IN OMAHA, NEBRASKA. I HAD JUST SEEN A MAN RAISED FROM THE DEAD AT OUR CHURCH IN uh, PRITCHETT, COLORADO. AND MAN, I, I MEAN, I WAS FIRED UP. I THOUGHT IF I COULD SEE PEOPLE RAISED FROM THE DEAD, THEN I OUGHT TO BE ABLE TO SEE EVERY MIRACLE, EVERY PERSON HEALED. AND I WAS IN OMAHA, NEBRASKA, AND THERE WAS A MAN SITTING ON THE FRONT ROW TO MY LEFT. HE WAS IN A WHEELCHAIR. HE WAS QUADRIPLEGIC. AND I COULD HARDLY WAIT FOR ME TO GET THROUGH PREACHING SO I COULD GO MINISTER TO THIS GUY, AND I WAS EXPECTING HIM TO BE HEALED. SO I JUMPED OFF THE STAGE. I WENT DOWN THERE, AND I SAID, YOU'RE HEALED IN THE NAME OF JESUS. I REACHED DOWN AND GRABBED HIS HAND AND PULLED HIM OUT OF THAT WHEELCHAIR. AND THIS WAS A BIG GUY. IF HE WOULD HAVE BEEN STANDING UP, HE'D HAVE BEEN OVER SIX FOOT TALL. ANYWAY, I JUST PULLED HIM OUT, AND HE JUST CAME OVER LIKE THIS AND FELL FLAT ON HIS FACE. AND BECAUSE HE WAS QUADRIPLEGIC, HE COULDN'T CATCH HIMSELF. I MEAN, HE FELL ON HIS FACE ON THE FLOOR. AND I WAS JUST DEVASTATED. AND, MAN, YOU COULD HEAR THE MOANS, THE GROANS. YOU COULD HEAR PEOPLE TALKING. AND, and ANYWAY, I DIDN'T KNOW WHAT ELSE TO DO. I JUST REACHED DOWN AND GRABBED THIS GUY, HUGGED HIM, PUT HIM BACK IN HIS WHEELCHAIR, SAID, DEPART IN PEACE, BE YOU WARMED AND FILLED, AND YET I DIDN'T GIVE HIM WHAT HE NEEDED. AND I WENT BACK TO THE HOTEL ROOM AND WAS JUST DEVASTATED. GOD, WHAT WAS HAPPENING? AND SOME PEOPLE, SEE, WOULD JUST SAY, WELL, YOU DIDN'T BELIEVE. WELL, GIVE ME A BREAK. I GUARANTEE YOU I WAS BELIEVING. THERE WAS FAITH. THERE WAS SOME FAITH IN MY HEART OR I WOULDN'T HAVE DONE THAT. HOW MANY OF YOU HAVE JUST GONE AND GRABBED SOME a QUADRIPLEGIC OUT OF A WHEELCHAIR AND PULLED THEM OUT? IF YOU DIDN'T EXPECT THERE TO BE A POSITIVE RESULT, YOU WOULDN'T HAVE DONE IT. YOU KNOW, WHEN PEOPLE SAY, WELL, YOU DIDN'T BELIEVE. NO, I DID BELIEVE, AND THAT'S WHAT CONFUSED ME. I HAD FAITH, AND I KNEW I WAS BELIEVING, BUT I DIDN'T GET THE RIGHT RESULTS. SO WHAT WAS THE DIFFERENCE? I HAD FAITH, BUT WHEN SOMETHING HAPPENED THAT DIDN'T MATCH MY FAITH, I WAS MOVED BY WHAT I SAW. I WAS MOVED BY THE MOANS AND THE GROANS AND THE CRITICISM THAT I KNEW WAS COMING FROM PEOPLE. AND YOU KNOW WHAT THAT WAS? THAT WAS UNBELIEF. JESUS SAID IT THIS WAY OVER IN JOHN, HOW CAN YOU BELIEVE WHICH RECEIVE HONOR ONE OF ANOTHER AND SEEK NOT THE HONOR THAT COMES FROM GOD ALONE? I WASN'T JUST THINKING ABOUT GOD AND DOING WHAT HE TOLD ME. I WAS A PEOPLE PLEASER. WHEN I KNEW THAT PEOPLE WERE UPSET, WHEN I KNEW THAT THIS MAN WAS PROBABLY UPSET, I WAS MORE SENSITIVE TO THEM THAN I WAS TO GOD, AND THAT'S UNBELIEF. I WAS WORRIED ABOUT WHAT PEOPLE WERE THINKING. I WAS THINKING LAWSUIT. I WAS THINKING, WHAT'S GONNA HAPPEN? THAT'S ALL UNBELIEF. NOW, I HAD FAITH OR I WOULDN'T HAVE DONE IT, BUT I HAD THIS UNBELIEF AND IT NEGATED MY FAITH. AND DID YOU KNOW, MANY YEARS LATER, I WAS READING A BOOK ABOUT SMITH WIGGLESWORTH, AND SMITH WIGGLESWORTH SAW GREAT MIRACLES HAPPEN. AND ANYWAY, THEY GAVE AN EXAMPLE. THIS WAS HIS uh, SON-IN-LAW THAT WAS WRITING THE BOOK, AND HE SAID THAT WHEN SMITH WOULD HOLD A MEETING, 
HE WOULD START BY PERFORMING SOME MIRACLE, AND THEN HE'D PREACH ABOUT HOW IT HAPPENED, AND THEN HE'D GIVE AN ALTAR CALL AT THE END AND ASK OTHER PEOPLE TO COME UP. BUT HE WOULD ALWAYS START BY SAYING, THE FIRST PERSON TO GET UP HERE ON THE STAGE WILL BE HEALED OF WHATEVER YOU'VE GOT. AND PEOPLE KNEW HE WAS GOING TO DO THIS, SO THERE WAS A WOMAN THAT HAD SOME KIND OF A TUMOR IN HER STOMACH. SHE WAS AN ELDERLY WOMAN, AND YET SHE HAD SOME TUMOR THAT MADE HER LOOK LIKE SHE WAS PREGNANT. SO THESE TWO FRIENDS WERE WAITING, AND WHEN HE SAYS, THE FIRST PERSON TO COME UP HERE WILL BE HEALED, THEY JUST PUT HER ON THE STAGE IN FRONT OF HIM. AND SO HE SAYS, LET HER GO. AND they, THESE WOMEN TOLD her, said, uh, told HIM, SAYS, WE CAN'T LET HER GO. SHE CAN'T STAND ON HER OWN. AND HE RAISED HIS VOICE AND SAID, LET HER GO. SO THEY LET HER GO, AND SHE FELL OVER ON THAT TUMOR AND LET OUT A GROAN OF PAIN. THE PEOPLE IN THE CROWD MOANED JUST EXACTLY THE WAY IT HAD BEEN WITH ME WHEN I PULLED THAT MAN OUT OF THE WHEELCHAIR AND HE FELL ON HIS FACE. BUT YOU KNOW HOW I RESPOND? I RESPONDED IN FEAR. I RESPONDED IN uh, FEAR OF WHAT PEOPLE WERE GOING TO THINK ABOUT ME, A LAWSUIT OR SOMETHING LIKE THIS. SMITH WIGGLESWORTH, HOW DID HE RESPOND? HE SAID, PICK HER UP. SO THEY PICKED HER UP, AND HERE SHE WAS STANDING IN BETWEEN THESE TWO WOMEN AGAIN. AND HE SAID, LET HER GO. AND THEY SAID, WE CAN'T LET HER GO. AND HE YELLED AT THEM, LET HER GO. AND THEY LET HER GO, AND SHE FELL ON THAT TUMOR AGAIN AND LET OUT THIS MOAN. AND ALL OF THE PEOPLE MOANED. AND SMITH SAID, PICK HER UP. SO THE THIRD TIME HE SAID, LET HER GO. AND THEY SAID, WE WILL NOT LET HER GO. AND HE SAYS, I TELL YOU TO LET HER GO. AND ONE OF THE MEN IN THE AUDIENCE, HE SAID, YOU BEAST, LEAVE THAT POOR WOMAN ALONE. AND HE YELLED AT THE MAN. HE SAYS, YOU MIND YOUR OWN BUSINESS. I KNOW WHAT I'M DOING. I KNOW MY BUSINESS. AND HE SAID, LET HER GO. AND THEY LET HER GO. AND SHE STEPPED OUT, CAUGHT HERSELF, AND THAT TUMOR FELL OUT OF HER DRESS ON THE FLOOR, AND SHE WAS HEALED. LET ME SUGGEST TO YOU THAT I HAD THAT SAME FAITH, BUT THE DIFFERENCE WAS WHEN SOMETHING HAPPENED CONTRARY TO WHAT I WAS BELIEVING OR WHAT SMITH WAS BELIEVING, HE KEPT BELIEVING AND DIDN'T LISTEN TO WHAT OTHER PEOPLE SAID. HE WASN'T MOVED BY PEOPLE'S OPINION. I WAS. I HAD FAITH. I HAD THE SAME FAITH THAT SMITH WIGGLESWORTH HAD, BUT I HAD UNBELIEF, WORRY ABOUT WHAT PEOPLE THOUGHT. THERE'S SOME OF YOU WATCHING THIS THAT YOU HAVE FAITH FOR YOUR HEALING, FOR YOUR PROSPERITY OR WHATEVER, BUT OTHER PEOPLE ARE CRITICIZING YOU. OTHER PEOPLE ARE TELLING YOU THAT YOU'RE CRAZY. YOUR CHURCH MAY BE, YOU KNOW, SOMETIMES PEOPLE DON'T DO IT IN A WAY THAT THEY'RE MEAN TOWARDS YOU. SOMETIMES THEY'LL DO IT IN that LIKE, WELL, WE LOVE YOU. WE KNOW THAT YOU MEAN GOOD, BUT WHAT THEY'RE SAYING IS YOU ARE CRAZY AS A LOON. AND THEY, they MAY NOT COME OUT AND SAY IT, BUT THEY ARE IT'S UNBELIEF, AND YOU DON'T COUNTER IT, AND AS A RESULT, IT NEGATES YOUR FAITH. I'M OUT OF TIME. I'M GOING TO HAVE TO FINISH THIS STORY TOMORROW. REMEMBER, TOMORROW IS GOING TO BE MY LAST DAY TO OFFER YOU THESE MATERIALS. I ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS BOOK. YOU'VE ALREADY GOT IT. I PROMISE YOU, THIS WOULD CHANGE YOUR LIFE. I'VE GOT IT IN STUDY GUIDE. I'VE GOT IT IN ENGLISH AND SPANISH. I HAVE CD'S AND DVD'S. AND THIS WOULD BE A REAL BLESSING. TOMORROW'S GOING TO BE MY LAST DAY TO OFFER THIS OVER THE TV, SO PLEASE LISTEN TO MY ANNOUNCER AND CALL OR WRITE TODAY. YOU ALREADY GOT IT. ALLOW ME TO uh, UNDERSTAND, TO UNDERSTAND THAT I ALREADY, I already GOT HEALING. TO SEE WHAT MY IDENTITY WAS IN CHRIST WAS JUST um, LIFE-CHANGING. IT WAS JUST TOTALLY LIFE-CHANGING FOR ME. I DIDN'T KNOW THAT THE POWER OF GOD WAS ALREADY IN ME. SO TO ME, THERE WAS A TREMENDOUS DISCOVERY. I DIDN'T KNOW HOW LITTLE I KNEW ABOUT THE BIBLE, BUT THANK THE LORD FOR ANDREW WOMACK THAT I ALREADY GOT IT, HONEY. 
Andrew's complete teaching titled, You've Already Got It, is available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. It's also available in a book and study guide in English or Spanish. Each of these products is available for a gift of any amount. Or you can get them in the You've Already Got It package. This package includes the book, the study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $90, but you can get it today for only $60. Andrew's book, You've Already Got It, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing and you're going around the world too and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you and uh, we love you and every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're going to share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. This is the last night of our 2019 Healing Is Here conference, and I tell you, it has been spectacular. We had people stand up that said that they had been healed, and I'm sure that there was over a thousand people who stood up to say that they had been miraculously healed. And we had people come out of wheelchairs. We had people with heart problems, heart valve problems that were ill, people with, uh, I don't know, you name it. So if you've missed any of this, you know, you will be able to go to gospeltruth.tv and we will have archives of this conference on there. Uh, you can also sign up for next year. And I think one of the things that made a difference this year was the people came and they were excited that from the very first note of the first song, people came expecting their miracles. And I tell you, when you place a demand like that on the Lord, things happen. If you weren't a part of this, if you didn't see it by our live stream, well then go check it out. And next year, plan to be with us in 2020 for our Healing Is Here conference in August. You'll be blessed. You know, I've got great news for those of you who've been wanting to partake of Keras, but you just can't move. You can't seem to uh, find how to fit it into your schedule. We now have what we call eCaris on this little iPad, and you get all of the first year courses here. There's 39 courses, eight hours teaching per course. 
So that I think is 312 hours worth of teaching. It's loaded on here so that you don't have to have an internet connection. It comes with headphones, wireless headphones, and this way you can take advantage of the first year of Karis curriculum, whatever your situation is. And you can interact with our staff. You take tests. They know where you are in this process. It's just a great way to take advantage of it. Check it out, eCaris. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Do you want to go deeper in God's Word through the teachings of Andrew Womack? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Karis Bible Studies are connecting believers with the Word of God in your neighborhood. Find a Bible study near you by visiting charisbiblestudies.net.